live on ACN Track. Welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to Go Greyhounds brought to you by Auto Owls. Does your vehicle need a service or repairs? Talk to the great team at Auto Owls. AutoOwls.com. My name is James Broadhurst. Joining me is Cal Robson. How are you, Cal? Always well. Good, good to hear, mate. The big news coming out of West Australian Greyhound Racing over the past week. We spoke about it on the show seven days ago. He got up. He won. Tommy Shelby taking out the WA Sprint Championship in a pretty impressive effort, actually, given the position he was in at the start of the race. Tommy Shelby, of course, uh, probably our best greyhound. Well, proving himself to be our best greyhound uh, over here. Mate, Were you? Uh, how did you see that run? Uh, it was a very good run. Um, every time I doubt Tommy Shelby, he finds a way. Mm. Uh, he got bumped at the start, got into all sorts, and then around that first bend, he was smart enough to go around the outside. I thought when Sir Monty hit the lead, it was all over, but Tommy Shelby went past him like he was standing, and I think the most impressive bit was he was extending late on the line. So 520 is definitely not... Uh, he's getting stronger and stronger as he's racing, and he's getting smarter and smarter. He's definitely our best greyhound at the moment, and... Obviously goes through to the semi-finals of the uh, Million Dollar Chase, which is a massive advantage. You've got the rivals like Simon told Helen, who didn't get, um, didn't win their national finals, and they have to go to regional um, New South Wales to qualify. Tommy Shelby can fly in a couple, couple days earlier and go straight into the semis. Yeah, obviously raced over at Wentworth Park previously a uh, month or so ago uh, for the Vic Peters. Uh, we're hearing from Steve Withers, the trainer, Tommy Shelby, that... He is very likely to take the dog over there. Obviously, you know, travelling at the moment, not so great, but he's going. it looks like he's going to uh, take the punt on that. Oh, you'd have to. Um, semi-finals, we know he's proven at Wentworth Park. We all saw that run in the heats of the um, the derby and what he did there. Uh, I think he was one of the quickest runs this year and he's got lightning early speed and likes the track. And if you get through the final, you've got a chance to win a million dollars. It's um, life-changing. Obviously, no nationals this year, unfortunately, which is my favourite event of the year. We don't have it uh, in 2020, uh, unfortunately. But Tommy Shelby rated, at least by some, as the best uh, best chaser in the country. Well, tell us about this phantom call. They they put Tommy on top, didn't they? Yeah, so uh, there was a phantom call on uh, the catching pen on Sky, and they uh, Tim Newbert called, and Tommy Shelby getting over the top of Simon told Helen late and extending, so... That just shows you that everyone's respecting the WA form, and it's probably a bit of a shame we didn't have a Nationals because Tommy Shelby could have gone three in a row for WA. Obviously, Weston Orkey, premium share, and it could have been Tommy Shelby this year. Yeah, a real shame, but uh, it, that's what it is, what it is. So hopefully, Million Dollar Chase, uh, an even bigger prize money-wise uh, ahead for Tommy Shelby. We'll see. A lot to go under the bridge there. Looking ahead at the racing for this weekend, Cal, we'll, we'll get back to Tommy Shelby because he's in action again, but uh, firstly we look at Friday night, a couple of nice races we've identified uh, in the Friday night program. Race 7 is uh, the 405 free-to-all. This brings together an absolute ripping field. Normally you'd suggest, uh, wow, competitive field, a lot of good dogs in good form. Uh, this one's going to be hard to pick, but... There's that dog, Mermaid Manelli, the 405-metre specialist. Uh, Ten wins from 11 starts over this journey. Uh, she will start favourite and start a warm favourite here, I'd suggest, despite the quality of this field. Yeah, she'll start very short and she'll be winning this race. There's not a lot of direct speed. 
uh, to a media outside and inside, which gives her a bit of room early. And we see she's the best beginner in the state by a fair way and been running well over the 5.20, drops back to 4.05. Could be going really quick time here. Um, your speed comes in 7 and 8, but they're going to have to cross, and I think that's highly unlikely. Great. A couple of the other dogs involved in that race tandem at pace. Uh, Einsteinian will be catching up with trainer Terry Earnshaw later on in the show. N- Nessie Minnelli, the litter mate of Mermaid Minnelli, also in this race out of box one. But uh, even though we're not liking his chances in this particular event, I did like the win of Tandem at Pace uh, last week. Let's go back and have a listen to that one. Well back, raise the bridge, Torza and Rouge. Tandem at Pace, surged through on the fence and hit the lead from Kenya Bandito, Big Artie Banner, and then Rolleston. Tandem at Pace with a narrow lead. Big Artie Banner coming back. Tandem at Pace just ahead. Big Artie Banner runs out of time. Tandem at Pace has won narrowly over Big Artie Banner. So obviously not the quickest of beginners, Tandem at Pace, but it's finding a way to win, developing a pretty good record, this dog. What I liked about that one was pressured for a large part of that journey uh, and still found a way to win. I think that's a good quality in a race dog. Yeah, stayed pretty straight as well, which I thought was important. Um, came down the outside around that first corner, and once he got clear on the first corner, he's very hard to beat. He's a dog that tends to miss the start, and on that night he got the start right, so that was uh, vital for the dog, and he duly saluted. All right, we're giving him a big, big rap, but we're not <laughs> selecting him for this week. That's the free-to-all on Friday, not the 405 free-to-all. Another race you wanted to have a quick look at, Cal, on Friday was race 10. This is a grade five over the 405. Uh, you like this dog, uh, Try Catch Me, relative newcomer to WA. What's this, what's uh, what's caught your eye about this greyhound? Uh, this greyhound's been racing over the 302 and running really quick time. Uh, it's gone twice under the 17-second mark, which if you're going under 17 seconds for a 302, you're airborne. Uh, last start from box one, just missed the start and was unlucky. Comes up here in a 405 for the first time, gets box seven, which is perfect, this dog. I thought it was one to keep an eye out. I think it will be pretty short in this field, probably um, under the $2 range. But uh, I think we'll be winning and uh, one to keep an eye out for the future. All right, there we go. Race 10 on Friday night. Try catch me a dog to keep an eye on. Then we swing our attention to headquarters Saturday night. Uh, can't go past this first race here. And uh, in particular, Sunset Spitfire. Uh, Greyhound, we've mentioned it previously a, a little bit, uh, but looks like an absolute superstar, this dog. Two starts, uh, two wins. But the impressive part about it, this dog, uh, the times has been running 29.45 over the 520-metre journey. This is uh, this looks like to be a very special dog out of David Hobby's kennels. Yeah, it came out on debut and ran the 29.45. And then to repeat it and go 29.45 again, obviously shows the quality of this dog. A lot of dogs can run really quick time and then sort of taper off and not show that again. Well, this dog's done it back-to-back in its first and second start. It's only two in December, so it's super young. Uh, we'll have um, a few lengths improvement, you'd think, just beginning stronger. And that's scary when they're running 20, uh, 29.45. We've seen the data compared to the runs this year. Catch the Thief's only gone quicker. It's the second quickest time over the 5.20. It's lightning early. It has the recipe to be one of the best dogs in Australia. Let's just hope it can keep running. Yeah, indeed. Uh, that Sunset Spitfire. Potential. We don't want to put pressure on the dog or the trainer. So early, but potential superstar in the making there. Speaking of superstars, uh, Tommy Shelby goes around in this uh, free-to-all race four, has box eight, but uh, I'm not sure that's going to worry him in the form he's in at the moment. Yeah, he's in really good form. Um, The worry for him here again is the early speed to the inside. Chevy's entry is pretty quick early. Pixie Minnelli's very quick early. So Tommy Shelby's going to have to be at his best and navigate in the field. Uh, He could get into a little bit of trouble, but it's Tommy Shelby's uh, defying 
um, any map issues and just looping them. Uh, the one dog I will He's get driving a... an analyst like you crazy, is he, Cal? He is, yeah, because <laughs> I look at this race and I think it should be quite difficult for him on paper, but I know that when I watch the race, he'll be crossing that line first. But um, more deductions I've got a massive opinion on. I think this dog's potentially a 29.6, 29.5 dog. Uh, won't have the early speed that the other dogs have, but should love box one and camp in behind them. Kiss me, Linda, will want to get off the track. Should sit in behind the likes of a Pixie Minnelli. If it gets a clean run, watch out. Um, if Tommy Shelby wants to get in a little bit of trouble, which could happen, I think more deductions would be one. And depending on the price, might be a good place bet. All right. couple of heats of the Peter Thomas uh, and Saturday night as well. This is race six and seven in the first heat. To my mind, Cal, the top three dogs in this first heat here uh, in the first three boxes with us, Manelli, Sir Monty and Weston Roger. Uh, how do you read this one? Uh, just... Difficult race. Withers Minnelli's a dog that can show a little bit of early speed and was quite good last start. Sir Monty's been coming out of the boxes humming recently and drops back in grade. I think this will be a lot easier. Weston Roger is a dog that doesn't always get the start right, and I'm not sure about box three for the dog. Um, it's a little bit hit and miss, and we'll need to do everything right. Um, and it also is hasty, yes. is coming back from the 600 was super run last week over the 600. If there is any trouble out in front, which is... A potential hasty guess will pick up the scratch, but if it was to tip, I'd be tipping Sir Monty. Sir Monty, okay, all right. Withers Minnelli, mind you, first win for a long time, but been a very consistent dog, does get box one here in that first. In the second heat, I, I there's some nice dogs in here, but I see this as Starbucks race to lose. This greyhound from Jamie Marsh's kennels now won three in a row, is going absolutely beautifully at the moment. Uh, can it get beat here? I don't think so. I think Starbucks are one here. Uh, Box 7's perfect. It's a dog that's a wide runner. It was very good last week and super strong. If you watch it past the post, I was on track and just it absolutely cannoned into the, into the catching pen. So I think this dog will potentially get up to 600 later on. Um, over the 520, it looks to set up pretty well and should be getting close to the lead and winning. All right. They're the two heats of the Peter Thomas. Uh, one final race from Saturday night, Cal, a dog... Close to your heart. No, it's not Buster the Brute. Superstitious uh, goes around in race eight. Another 520-metre journey race. Of this one gets box one. Has got three from four, three wins from four starts here in WA. Uh, how's this dog going to go on Saturday night? Yeah, obviously Lex is in the ownership too, and yeah. she's been very excited about this dog. Has she? Chirpy over the, the messages and yeah, stuff? Yeah, very uh, very excited and very chirpy. Um <laughs> Is loving ownership and is looking for the next dog. So uh, in this race, I think Superstitious is going to get a chance to win. Uh, West Omegaard is a slow beginner. Superstitious hunt up from one. She's got a lot of early speed. Does want to use a little bit of the track around that first corner. So um, I expect the six to lead. I think if Superstitious can camp on the six, I think we've got a good chance of passing it late. I think the dog really likes competition. I think when there's a dog around, I think it does everything to beat the dog. In one word... Can this dog go past, uh, faster than 30-20, which is was the quickest run so far? Um, we might not see it uh, to, on Saturday night, but I think the dog can definitely go past the 30, or break the 30 seconds. All right, I'll take that as a yes in more than one word. All right, we, we're going to head to a break, and after that, well, very exciting. We're going to be catching up with trainer Terry Erinshaw, uh, but uh, prior to that, uh, we will be having a short break, and... This quick message from Auto Owls. Is your car due for a service? Has the engine got a rattle you can't explain? Got a problem with the air con or an electrical fault? Take it to Auto Owls in Bentley. The best service guaranteed. All makes and models are serviced. Auto Owls is open 24 hours and has a mobile 
Auto electrical and air conditioning service to your door. Auto Owls. Check out their website, autoowls.com.au, or check out the Facebook page. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show, and well, Cal, this is big. We have an exclusive, the man himself, Terry Erinshaw. He's got a great reputation in the industry, but also a little bit of air of mystery. We don't see him at the track a whole lot, so it's great to get him on the line and get his thoughts. Terry, how are you, sir? I'm very well, James, and yourself? Good. We are going very well. Good. Better for speaking to you, mate. Uh, yeah, you uh, you're, you are a little bit of a man of mystery, uh, certainly for someone like myself. You're not at the track a whole lot. Your kennels are often represented by your, by your kids, uh, but obviously uh, always uh, up there with getting the winners and, and so forth. So uh, tell us a, a bit about the way the kennel runs there, mate. Well, uh, not going to the track, that started when I trained in Melbourne. And uh, I only train like four or five dogs. But as you know, in Melbourne, you can be travelling hours to get to and from a track. And uh, because of work commitments, the dogs were pretty much just sitting in the kennel and weren't getting raced. So uh, I decided in my wisdom to pay somebody to take them to the track and I'll do the work and earn the money. And it hasn't sort of changed since then. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good formula to me. Uh, it, but, and it's also given you this uh, enigmatic quality, mate, which we, which we certainly like. Tell us about um, some of the dogs you've got in the kennel at the moment. Obviously, the standout at the moment you've got is uh, Einsteinium. We love this dog on the show. You guys must love it as well, right? Oh, no, he's a very good dog. We bought him when he was a pup. And, uh, you know, he's pretty much like every dog. They all come with a bag of tricks. And he's got a few of his own, so you've got to work through them. Uh, I mean, he plays up a bit in the kennels. He's he's a bit prone to cramping, and uh, he's still very green. So, you know, there's a few issues there. Okay. We saw he came to everyone's attention obviously even before he had his first race. That, That trial time he produced was really quick. We haven't seen him run quite that fast as yet, but maybe an indication that there's more upside to him, do you think? Oh, yeah. We, look, we've taken him along pretty slowly. We've given him plenty of time to mature. Uh, at the moment, even over 400, he's still not finishing the races off as, as good as we know he can. And uh, that's still to come. But, you know, it's, he's got a big step up in class now, and, and it's going to be pretty hard for a young dog. I think uh, Friday night, Hobby's got one in the race from the blue. I think that goes pretty smart. So he's going to have his work cut out. Uh, in the kennel, there's a, a lot of sprinters. Is that the, the main aim, and is that what you look to buy and train? Uh, no, we, we've bought dogs in, in uh, hope of racing them over 500. Uh, but, you know, getting 500 and winning over 500 is two different things, and... Uh, the class of dog in WA over the last two years is outstanding in the, the form of 500-metre dogs. I mean, you could be racing uh, in provincial class races and racing against Tommy Shelby. And uh, I think Dave Hobby had one that ran 29.40 the other night in the maiden. 
good luck beating Matt, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the quality is really good, but the quality from your end are also pretty handy at the moment. Apart from Einsteinium, you've got a few other really nice dogs uh, going around at the moment. Tell us about, about some of those ones. Uh, Sudoku Jaguars won its last three, goes around at Mandra tonight. Yeah, no, he's, he's going pretty good. Um, you know, he had his, his uh, initial problems. He's a bit of a slow learner. Uh, but his last two runs have been excellent. And if he continues on in that form, yeah, he's going to be a fair dog. Uh, Wasabi Bob and Tinner, the other two. Wasabi Bob, very good last start, showed his customary early speed over the 4.05. And Tim was in the free-for-all and ran a really good race when, when getting that room mustered down the outside. How do you think those chances are tonight of those two dogs? Uh, Tim's not really suited in uh, the 300 metre events and uh, it's sort of a bit like a, a change for her that's, that's all that's happening there I personally uh, uh, don't think it'll beat Sudoku Jaguar and um, Wasabi Bob uh, you know he's always been a bit of a hit and miss dog and uh, uh, what we've done over the last few weeks is, is try and confuse him a little bit and then uh, dropping back to 4.05 and letting him get used to that for a while. And uh, it seems to be working. Speaking of tin there, Terry, like Einsteinium, you've had a few dogs over the stretch that have had that, the names have come from the periodic table. Is there a, is there a theme to the kennel? Where's this come from? Oh, well, uh, the, the kids pick the name for the pups or buy. And... Uh, they just decided they were going to pick them from the periodic table. So if that's what they want to do, that's be it. <laughs> right, well, but Maybe we can all get a bit of an education <laughs> along the way. That's certainly helping me. I didn't know Einsteinium existed until before this dog. Well, I didn't know any of the elements at all <laughs> until they started naming them. And uh, I, I really don't want many more young pups because it's getting bloody confusing. I'm telling you. <laughs> Got to name some of them gold. That you know, but give them some, uh, you know, that uh, subliminal encouragement. <laughs> yeah, 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 and maybe silver for the quinella. <laughs> uh, rollout is probably one of the more exciting dogs out of the kennel at the moment. Uh, came over, uh, was running okay over the 380, but probably not up to. Uh, what you were hoping for, had a time off and has come back and gone 1588 and 1579 over the, over the sprint trip 275. Uh, will this, uh, how's this dog going and what's the future? Well, um, Jamie Marsh trained the dog when it first come here. Uh, I, I think he, he welcomed as, as a litter and uh, I think they had big problems when they were little pups with, with illness. Um, anyway, so Jamie training for three starts here and uh, a win and no, two wins in a second. So uh, the dog's form was excellent when he gave him to me. And the reason why he did was he just wasn't suited to the way Jamie trained him. He is, uh, like I said, he, he hasn't got a very good constitution because uh, of his illness when he was a pup. So uh, we just train him the way we train him uh, and let him do his own thing and Keep him at 300. You're known for being able to pick up uh, little niggles and little things that maybe other trainers don't pick up. And you've also got this reputation as a, as a you know, muscle man, not, you know, not lifting weights, uh, but you know, checking dogs and being, sure. <laughs> being able to check dogs and find sore spots and all that sort of stuff. 
that's a little bit of a lost art, isn't it, these days? It, not, not so many of those uh, practitioners around anymore. No, it, it's a bit of a shame, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, every trainer should know their dog pretty well and know how to find the basic things. And uh, if, if something goes wrong, it, it's nice to have someone to turn to, whether it be a muscle man or a vet of your choice, you know, um, because it can become very confusing. And how much of a difference does it make? I imagine it's like maybe it's only a couple of percent here and there, but that might make all the difference over the long term, right? Oh, it, it certainly does. I mean, uh, if, if you've got to find a length uh, uh, for a dog to improve into free-for-all company, you know, that, that's feasible. But if you've got to find 10 to win a maiden, you're in trouble. Right. So you is it something you used to do for a lot a lot of people you're only doing for yourself now? I gather the actual process of being over the dog and it's actually quite a physically demanding role and if you're doing it quite with quite a lot of dogs over a long period of time. Yeah, it is. I, I, I made a good living out of it for, for a couple of decades in Melbourne and here. Um, yeah, it, it does take its toll, especially on your back. Um, but... You know, you haven't. It really ends up you haven't really got the time to do it anymore, uh, and that's more to the point. But if somebody's really stuck, I'll have a look at the dog here and there. Awesome to uh, catch up and have a chat, uh, and all the best with your dogs uh, over the next few nights and indeed weeks ahead. No worries, James. A pleasure, mate. A pleasure. Good stuff. There we go. Terry Erinshaw, trainer of Einsteinium and plenty of other good greyhounds. Uh, we're going to have a short break. And on the other side, we're going to be talking to Dennis Akur, an owner with a lot of good dogs himself. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Well, Callum, you, among everyone else who follows greyhound racing in Western Australia, would remember a greyhound by the name of Thunderama. Uh, yeah. yeah, had a few starts, that's for sure. Certainly had a few starts, certainly won a few races as well. We're going to talk to a man who was involved in the ownership of that dog and many others, Dennis Kerr. Dennis, uh, how are you? Thanks for joining us on the show. I'm very well, thanks, James. And, going, and um, yeah... Brings back many, many good memories, old Thunderama, that's for sure. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I guess, fair to say, probably the most successful dog you've had over the stretch. Had over 180 starts, racked up 46 wins and a whole heap of minor placings. Uh, this dog was just a, a wonderful chaser, wasn't it? Oh, he, was, he was sensational, yeah. We'd had quite a few dogs prior to him and um, never, ever... Never ever got one that had the um, longevity and ability that he had. That's for sure. He was a, as Johnny Ivanick used to say, he was a true athlete. That dog. Yeah, he certainly was. Uh, tell us about how you got involved in uh, greyhound racing. You're a part of a syndicate. A lot, a lot of the guys uh, that you're involved with, you stick with from dog to dog. But you're also bringing new people, uh, I imagine, as well. Yeah, um, so my involvement started oh, around about 20, 20, 20 or so years ago. 
And um, with a fellow that I had a long-term acquaintance with um, and still have, Mark Hoare, um, Mark knew John through his... Um, his dad was... Uh, Mark's dad was actually manager of the Greyhounds manager at the time. And um, he um, knew John through that side of things and had been pestering John for about 12 months to find us a dog to say that we're interested in. And one day John gave in to us and um, we ended up buying a dog for $3,000 called You Know Denmark, named after Dennis and Mark. All right. And, um, yeah, and he... He was uh, he was only a Mandurah dog, and when they rebuilt um, Mandurah Track, um, Johnny agreed to take him up to Cannington, and he actually picked up a couple of 500-metre races for us and picked up about 35 grand, and that's where it all started from. And so currently, how many dogs are you involved with? Oh, through the, through the syndicate, we have... Um, I'll say potentially racing because we've got three of, um, three of our girls are on season at the moment, but about um, 13 um, potential races and then we've got two boys who are about 12 months old at the moment, so um, hopefully they'll be the, the next part of it. <laughs> Pretty decent spread there. Uh, ha- <clears throat> keeping in line with that question, how many would have you had over the, over the past 20 years, you think? Oh, gee, probably, yeah. I have got a book on um, on the the financial part of the syndicate, but I'm very computer illiterate, and so my book has a separate page for every dog we've ever had, but probably, oh, I dare say, 60 or 70 over the journey, I'd say. And one of those dogs at the moment uh, that's absolutely flying is Counting Kuna. Uh, must have been a big thrill holding a track record at the Cannington over the sprint trip when it did that, and it absolutely flying at the moment and got the chocolates last night. Yes, um, very, very, very fast dog. I think he's still learning the caper. Um, he had a few nervous tendencies in his first half a dozen starts or so, but um, he seems to, ever since we've taken him up to Cannington, he seems to love the Cannington track, that's for sure. Um his first couple of steps out of the box are a little bit iffy, so um, when he goes up in the grades a little bit, we're, we're running for luck in the first few steps. But um, as far as his next 200 metres goes, I think it's as quick as anything out there. So if we get a bit of bit of wide, wide box draws and a bit of luck in running early, then um, he'll always give us a damn good show, that's for sure. Yeah, it was... And, yeah, and I actually got the um, I actually got the pleasure of handling him on his um, on his track record running out of the the two seventy five boxes on that Sunday afternoon. So I keep on telling Mike Johnson, the trainer, um, keep reminding him that I've handled a, a track record holder and ask him has he ever handled one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are the difference. Um, you... <laughs> I, I I like to say that, but uh, my my handling. My box, my handling win rate's probably um, quite inferior to his, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. You've got a, a few in the Kuna line of dogs now? Yeah. The, um, the, the, main, the main litter, um, we got 10 pups at the start. Unfortunately, we lost one in the first two weeks. But of the nine remaining ones... Um, we retired one after about oh, 13 or 14 months. She, um, lovely little girl, but um, she just didn't have the interest or the um, the ability to become a race dog. The other the other eight of them have all made it to the track. Um, 
I think there's still three that haven't broken their maiden status yet. But I, um, I hold I hold some hopes that they'll all win a few races for us. And um, but yeah, they've certainly got they've certainly got some ability and um, quite a bit of pace in there. Um, and we hope as they mature, um, some of the tendencies like with Counting Kerner and that, where they'll become fair dinkum race dogs and really chase, then um, yeah could hopefully be a, a, a good ride for the next 18 months or so. And you've got Michael Johnson as, as your trainer now. You guys actually met when you, you were both owners with John Iwanak, is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, when we had um, when we had the, the first, probably the first 10 or probably first 15 or so dogs that myself and Mark were involved in, we had through John. And at the same time, Mike had some dogs um, with John at the time. Mike wasn't training back in those days. And um, the, an opportunity came up to buy one, and um, we, went in, we went in with it with Mike. Mike's a pretty closed shop. Um, the, he likes his own little group of... Um, his own circle of friends that he um, trusts and stuff like that. And um, John was very surprised that Mike, Mike was going to come in with us and a relationship started back then. That'd have to be, oh gee, I reckon yeah, ten or twelve years ago now. And then then Mike decided that he was going to um, up the training side a little bit and um, we sort of ventured across to um, be in his his kennel and a couple of other guys came on board and that was the start of the on the far syndicate. Uh, one of my probably most tipped dogs, Nando's Thunder. Is there an update on, oh. on Nando's, how he's going? He was in career best form about three, two months ago, and I haven't seen him for a while. A magnificent dog. Um, yeah, he, um, he, he he had a slight injury, and um, so we tipped him out for three or four weeks. And when he came back, he still ran reasonable time, um, but it wasn't he wasn't running with the enthusiasm that he had before. And if ever a dog deserved a good retirement, it was him. And so whilst we probably could have persevered with him, it's certainly not not the sort of behaviour that we follow. If the dog, if the dog we think might sustain any sort of injury or whatever, um, and can move on to the next phase of his life, then we elect to move him on to the next phase of his life. So yeah, he's exited the kennels a couple of weeks ago, and when I was speaking to Christine from um, Greyhound Adoptions about a week ago on him. She said he was loving life in his foster home and getting ready for his next for his, for his future family life. And yeah, marvellous dog. Yeah, he'll certainly be uh, beating a lot of dogs at the park around uh, when he's running around there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he just did everything right. You know, he was a he was no superstar or anything like that, but he was as honest as the day um, as the day was long. And yeah, he just absolutely loved to go racing and he was um, magnificent kennel dog um, yeah just one another one that you'd love every day of the week that's for sure Dennis yourself and the train uh, your other owners there like to get down to the kennels and you're pretty hands-on uh, with, with at, down at Mike's kennels yeah very much so so um, uh, we all do a little bit of different stuff and things like that as our work work and family lives allow us to. Um, I probably have more involvement out there than the other guys because I'm at the I'm heading towards the end of my um, working life and and can mix it in quite well with my mortgage broking business. And so um, yeah, I get um, love getting out there and um, 
the Mike Mike doesn't have any assistance besides the um, besides us sort of popping out there. So it's a very big demanding job, and he does a marvellous job at it too. I must say, I, I certainly couldn't. I mean, if he if um, if I had to try and try and ever look after 25 dogs or whatever he's got and a few pets as a few he's got a couple of retired greyhounds out there as pets as well. Um, yeah, he does does an amazing job, but. I love going out and we walk the dogs, uh, well, five days a week, Mike walks them on his own religiously, rain, hail or shine around the property. And so me and the son get out there on um, Saturdays and Sundays and um, give him a hand while he can start doing a few of the um, workings on minor injuries that the dogs might have and give him a break from 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 that tedious chore. <laughs> so, yeah, Very yeah good. I absolutely love them. Yeah, love them. Very good. Now, just before we let you go, mate, you mentioned you're a mortgage broker there. What's a better investment, greyhounds or uh, real estate? <laughs> well, in these in these COVID times and in Western Australia, probably a greyhound. But um, <laughs> the we're certainly we're certainly not in the game to get rich. We're in the game for the enjoyment, and as long as we can keep on churning over uh, some winners and some place getters and things like that, then. Uh, that we let the money build up, and um, and if another opportunity comes, then we get to have a look at that side of things. Mike does most of the buying for us on that side, and we trust trust him whatever he says. And then we always have our jest. If he buys us one that's no good, then we t- we tell him that, and if he and he tells us when he buys us one that is any good as well. So no, it's a good. It's a good little show group, um, all of us together, that's for sure. Excellent. Sounds like a lot of good fun. Hey, Dennis, thank you very much for joining us and uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, your dogs continue their journey uh, uh, in the racing ahead, mate. Uh, thanks very much, James, and thanks, Callum, and, um, yeah, hopefully there'll be more success um, going forward. Excellent. Uh, there you go, Dennis Kerr there. We're going to take a short break. And on the other side, David Short. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Joining us now is David Short from Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? Yeah, really well. Thanks, JB. Cal, nice to be with you guys. Big results uh, coming out of the meeting from Cannington last night. Great to see a battler like David Hobby finally getting some winners like he did again last <laughs> night. Uh, Le Jury Manelli uh, and of uh, Sunset Nuclear as well doing a double for Hobby. Indeed, both sub-30 performances. Dogs to follow, Le Jury Manelli 29.93 and Sunset Nuclear... 2986 looks to be a dog on the rise as well. So uh, you've isolated a couple for the punters to follow as they work their way through the grades there, JB. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Lejury Manelli, fourth win in a row, uh, broke 30 seconds first time. So that, that was pretty impressive. And we know about this uh, litter that Sunset Nuclear is part of. Uh, so very exciting times there for Hobby. What about some of the other big results uh, out of last night? 
I thought Counting Kuno was excellent, taking out the last race in slick time, 21.76 for the Chili Man. And the runner-up there is a dog we can follow as well, Big Artie Banner. Yeah. It looks to have a win in the wheelhouse very soon for uh, James Jeffries. I thought uh, that was the other race of significance. Rambo's boy back in the winner's list beating Kira Minnelli. That was how the punters saw it. They ran 1-2 and comfortably Quinella that race deeper into the program. Serial fun, a good winner for Alexia Isaac over the shorter trip. Uh, Nanga Abbey made it a good night for the Chili Man when successful in uh, race number nine on the card there, winning in 30.09. And uh, being a maiden, I'd suggest running around that 30.09 range that there'd be plenty of wins in store as well for Nanga Abbey heading forward. All right. What about Mandra tonight, mate? Uh, what are we picking out to some of the key events there? Yeah, look, there were three races that I was keen to bet into. Um, in race four, number two, Sudoku Jaguar, absolutely flying of late, um, just humming through the grades over this shorter trip. Got good early pace, should be able to roll to the top and lead throughout again. Race four, number two. Race five, uh, down to just pay one and two only, but high tensiles of ground that generally finds itself into the placings, and I think we can probably sneak into second there, so include it as a leg of the placings tonight there. Race five, number two, high tensile, and then deeper into the card, race eight, number five, Westdale, Utah, gets to a very winnable event here. Um, vacant box on the inside, Westdale, Utah, I'd expect to bounce back to winning form. So they're the three races that I'll be playing into tonight there at Mandra. What about uh, Oriental Owen? Is anyone going to take this dog on now one Eight in a row, only the second time it's won eight in a row, but mind you, by the way, Oriental Owen goes around in the 302-metre uh, free-to-all tonight. This is probably, uh, Cal, I'm sure you can confirm or deny, but I would suggest it's probably the race, the, the easiest race it's run into in about a month. It's generally had some pretty slick beginners in recent weeks, and this looks to be even easier than what it's been beating up on of late. Yeah, there's a couple of dogs that aren't in this field that usually are there where they are a bit scared of old Owen uh, <laughs> and rocking up to him every uh, every week. Uh, yeah, he looks the one here. I've stopped doing the form on the races for the free-for-alls because I know I'm not going to find Owen that short and then I uh, end up taking on and losing money. So Oriental Owen looks the one tonight, gets room, and that's all he needs. Look out, Car Park Keith, that uh, record number of wins as well if Oriental Owen keeps going. All right, that's tonight uh, at Mandra. What about for the weekend, Shorty? What are you liking uh, Friday and Saturday night? Yeah, both, both really good cards, to be honest. Saturday night in particular. Before that, though, we'll touch on Friday. There's uh, a couple there for the punters. Uh, Steampunk Wolf's a dog that interests me greatly in race three. Drawn box one. Impressive debut last week in 22.89. Comes up with a good draw. The ground that beat it last week moves from the inside out to wider on the track par Pepe. I'm going to be teaming up with Steampunk Wolf off the inside. Race three, number one. And our, our old darling of the track, Mermaid Manelli, um, 10 of 11. She's won over the 4.05. She gets back to that distance here. Uh, she'll be too slick for them. And with a couple of greyhounds in the race, it can run a little bit. Hopefully, she'll be at black odds again and we'll just clean up on the mermaid once over. It's just a recurring theme. Deja vu every time she rocks up over the 4.05. You just fill up and help uh, help to just pay off any debt she got on the way through. Mermaid just keeps on delivering for the punters. She's an absolute star over the 4.05. Deja vu all over again. And you even pulled out the Captain Barnacles on oh. Greyhound Gold. <laughs> with yeah, yet to be defeated. She's yet to be defeated when I've pulled out the captain, so uh, let's hope that trend can continue on Friday night. All right, indeed. And then Cannington on Saturday? Stellar program. Really looking forward to this on Saturday night. We get to see Tommy Shelby go around again. We get to see the distance winner in Flake Manelli going around once again, and uh, the star on the rise, Sunset Spitfire, all on the same program. It's a 
a wonderful night of chasing. Better bets, we'll steer clear of those three races because they'll all be winning, but they'll all be short. So I'll be looking for some other races. I thought race three, number seven, We The People looked a great bet. Back to 600. No Cindy's Oliver here. We The People will be winning race three, number seven. Race five, number one's a great value play. Up and about, um, excellent performance last time out. Uh, happy to be on up and about on an each-way basis. And I thought that Starbuck could be winning again. It's been in rare form of late, aiming up at four straight. Gets room to move out there in box number seven. It'll be winning as well. Race seven, number seven, Starbuck. So Saturday in recap, race three, number seven, race five. Five, number one each way, and race seven, number seven, star book. Question without notice, Shorty. Uh, Sunset Spitfire. I've only seen this dog a couple of times, but uh, obviously ultra impressive so far. How good do you think this dog is going to be? Uh, he's going to be a star of Australian greyhound racing. If he stays fit and well, you don't like to put uh, crazy expectations on the dog, but broken down, it's the fastest dog WA's had since Miata, uh, sub 29.50 two runs in a row um, to kick off your debut and then butter up and go identical time two weeks in a row. Um, that puts it up there in rare air with dogs like Tommy Shelby and um, Catch the Thief and Simon Told Helen from a time perspective. If you're this young and you're running those times, uh, the, the top of the tree awaits as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it does look to be oh, super exciting. Fingers crossed that the dog can hold it all together. Hey, Shorty, happy punting over the next few days, mate. No worries at all. Thanks, guys. Great to catch up with you again. Good stuff, David Short from Tab Touch there. How about yourself, Cal? Any that we haven't covered off that you like the look of uh, over the next few race meetings? Uh, yeah, plenty. Uh, race three, number seven, Carbon Tux tonight. Perfectly suited out wide over, uh, from box seven over the 405. Drops back from the 490, which is key. Uh, this dog went really quick when having every possible from uh, box one and it wasn't suited in that run, running 22.77. Repeats that, it'll be winning this race. And race 11, number eight, Matsumi. A uh, dog that performed really well over the 302 on debut, was heavily punted in, so obviously has a bit of ability. Suited out in box eight, has 405 tonight. I think it can get out close to the lead and be winning this race. On for Friday night, race one, number two, Weston Aries. Uh, this dog's mad for the fence, so box two is perfect for this dog. Has a lot of ability, went 27-61 over the 490 in a trial. So the ability's there, it's just got to put it together. And race six, number one, Sunset Kodiak. Strikes uh, strikes a race with a lot of early speed, but is perfectly suited to the inside. All right, thank you, Cal. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for everyone listening in to the Auto Owls Go Greyhound Show. We'll catch you next week. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.